Did you know that the Army has an artist in residence program? What is the role of this combat artist? What is combat art and why is it important to the Army? For answers to these questions and more Army Artist Insights, stay tuned. Welcome to the U.S. Army History and Heritage Podcast, the official podcast of the United States Army's Center of Military History. The Center of Military History writes and publishes the Army's official history, manages the U.S. Army Museum Enterprise, and provides historical support throughout the U.S. Army. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the United States Army History and Heritage Podcast. I'm Lee Reynolds, the Strategic Communications Officer for the Center of Military History. In this episode, I'm speaking with Sergeant First Class Curtis Loader, the current Army Artist-in-Residence. We're discussing the role of the combat artist and the history of the program. Welcome, Sergeant Loader, and thanks for joining me today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's a great opportunity to talk about things. Absolutely. I mean, the combat art and the artist in residence program is one of the main things I learned when I first joined the Center of Military History that I had no idea about. So I'm anxious to get the discussion going myself. But first, let's get a little bit of background on you. So Sergeant First Class Loader is the current Army artist in residence. He received the Bachelor of Arts degree in graphic design and fine art from Iowa State University in 2005. He joined the Army in 2007 as a multimedia illustrator. In 2008, he deployed to Afghanistan as a combat photographer with the 55th Combat Camera and was attached to the 7th Special Forces Group for the duration. He later served as a graphic artist with the Army Visual Information Directorate at the Pentagon and was then assigned to the U.S. Special Operations Command at Fort Bragg. There, he worked in all three visual information jobs in the Army, including photography, graphic design, and maintenance. He also served with the Black Daggers Parachute Demonstration Team and with a Psychological Warfare Unit before being selected as the Army Artist-in-Residence in 2019. So that's pr- some pretty exciting stuff there, Sergeant Loader. Um, uh, tell me more about yourself. Uh, what am I missing? Um, well, that's a... Very big snippet of uh, <laughs> of my career. Um, it's been really, really interesting. I've had a lot of opportunities to do a lot of different things, as you can obviously tell. But you've you've also had a passion for art, or your life is is what it seems like. Oh, absolutely. I've I've been doing art since probably about the third grade when I started uh, giving my teachers drawings uh, <laughs> during the day. I, I bet your parents' refrigerator was full with uh, <laughs> with artwork. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I would uh, I'd give my uh, teachers artwork mm-hmm. um, as I was coming up. Probably when I was supposed to be doing something else, but I mean <laughs> it happens. Uh, back then, you know. Well, I find it fascinating that someone that has such an interest in art, and you know, you went to college and you studied graphic design and fine art there. So, how did you become a soldier? What drew you to the army? Oh, wow! So I. I've had this conversation with my family recently. We have a extensive history of people in the military, and I didn't really even know it. Oh, wow. Um, just growing up you in the Midwest, uh, you get bombarded with a lot of different uh, military movies and mm-hmm. everything else that you see. And it was really kind of interesting. So 
Um, growing up, I always wanted to be a uh, animator for Disney. Oh yeah, yeah, that was uh, one of my ultimate goals, and mm-hmm. I was actually starting to work on that uh, in high school towards getting that. Oh wow! And then I had a presentation of graphic design. A couple of Iowa State students uh, came in, and they were from Bettendorf, and they they came into the high school and gave us a presentation and. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So I went and did that. And I actually uh, went and was applying for the Air Force Academy in in high school. I Mm. missed the deadline by like two weeks. Oh, no. Ouch. (laughs) Well, their loss, uh, you know, is good for us. Exactly. And then um, I needed a little discipline after getting off of uh, getting out of college. And I I did a little bit of research and found that the the Army actually has a graphic design position, which is a 25 mic, a Mm -hmm. multimedia illustrator. Wow. So I went into the went into the recruiting office and was told them I wanted that position. Oh, well, great. And yeah, probably a lot of people don't know that about um, how you have a passion in art and you can um, there's a place for you in the Army. Yeah, uh, it's absolutely. There's there's a million different things you can do art wise in in the army, and mm-hmm. there's always a drive and desire for art in the army. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see it all over the place. Uh, most people don't really pick up on it, and mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting seeing how much people want to see art and how much people like to see art. There's so much talent in the army. A lot of our soldiers are are fantastic artists. You know, serving overseas um, in Iraq, especially, you saw artwork everywhere um, on on walls, you know, murals that people did on their vehicles. And in fact, we have some of that artwork, like from, from doors and um, other things um, uh, are on display in, in the, or are on display in the National Museum or in some of our other museums around the army. Um, and yeah, it, it's pretty impressive. So now you, you joined the army, but you didn't become the army artist right away. Right. So, uh, and I think that's one of the great things about the army art program is you've really got to serve as a soldier for a while before you're even considered for the artist program. Is that correct? Absolutely, sir. This is a very high level position. It's a it's an actual E8 master sergeant position mm-hmm. um, that you have to apply for. It's a one of one position that you have to be selected for, and you have to meet certain requirements and have a good um, record and portfolio to right. do it. And um, experience in the army as a soldier, because if you're going to you know, capture the life of soldiering, you have to understand what it is to be a soldier. Oh, absolutely. There's. Along with that, you have to ha- you have to bring so many different sets of skills mm-hmm. to bear on this, because um, you have to be not only just technically proficient in your fine artwork, you have to be tactically proficient because you are going to deploy mm-hmm. and go document uh, soldiers in their real environment. Well, well, that's that's a good segue in, in, into the next topic, which is what does an army artist do? So, yeah. Tell, tell me, what is your job? Uh, my job is absolutely amazing. So mm-hmm. I get to create fine artwork for the Army where it can be displayed in many of the museums that surround this country. And I do that through documenting soldiers doing their daily work, whether that's a combat environment or a stateside or training or um, learning or assisting other people. Right. 
and uh, I get to create fine artwork and tell their story. Tell the greater army story, uh, um, clearly. But um, so, how do you document it? Do you do you you sit there with with an easel and watch soldiers and draw? What d- d- talk me through this? How what's the process? So I work in a couple different ways. Um, so I take a lot of photography. So I apply that skill set mm-hmm. that I've developed throughout my career, and I do uh, some onboard sketches as a as a basis for what I'm trying to do as well. And I bring that back um, from the field, and then I create uh, paintings and other different types of media um, in finished, uh, polished pieces. Mm-hmm. And a sketchbook, do you use a sketchbook too? I, I've seen that with a lot of artists, yeah. Yeah, so I have uh, several different sketchbooks, and I, I work and I jot notes and um, sketches and all sorts of different plans and Ooh. everything throughout those sketchbooks. So why is Army art important or relevant today when we have cameras and we've got video capability? I mean, we can document everything a a lot easier. Why art? So this is the biggest uh, question I get almost with every single person I talk to. Mm -hmm. And I have a very definitive answer to that. It's photography and videography can capture a moment. A painting or a piece of artwork can tell a story. Mm. Uh, with photography and videography, especially within the Army, we're not allowed to manipulate or actually um, uh, change any piece of the, photo- uh, the photograph right. to um, at all. Mm-hmm. It has to be accurate to life. Absolutely. There's several dis- different circumstances of people getting in trouble for manipulating yeah. a photograph, even in a minute way. Right. Even cropping it can, can change the story. Yeah. But with us, we can... We can change. We can do whatever we need to to actually tell the representation of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the good explanations I have is we can make a rucksack look as heavy as it actually feels. Oh, good point. Um, mm. We can add a little bit of emotion to somebody's face. We can use color theory. We can use um, motion, movement, uh, composition, and a bunch of other things to add uh, feeling and emotion to a, to a piece of artwork. And you can add something to the background to help illustrate or, or tell that story even more. Oh, absolutely. So, so it's not just a moment in time. It's you're telling a story of, you know, a soldier's day or specific battle or something like that. Absolutely. So one of the, one of the ones I'm working on right now is uh, my third uh, piece from my trip to Syria. Mm. And, Right now, it's kind of I'm taking numerous different photographs that I that I acquired while I was over there, mm-hmm. and I'm combining them into one piece. And yeah. to wow. think about it, a normal military convoy, your vehicles are going to be at least 100 meters apart. Um, that's a hard thing to capture a lot of vehicles <laughs> in one photograph. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but with the painting, I can put them all together, and I can actually convey like what's going on. Mm-hmm. I can. Um, put things in there that time date and geolocate the the area and tell the soldier's story so that when they see that painting they can instantly relate to it because that is my ultimate goal is get soldiers and veterans that were there mm-hmm. to instantly relate to the painting yeah i i think that's a real key point you know from the army art that i have seen you know i'm 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 a veteran 35 years in in the army and uh, whether I'm looking at art from 
that was drawn in during my career or even beforehand, I, I can really look at that and totally um, um, associate with it. It, it, it. it really triggers emotions in me as, as a veteran. Yeah, that's, uh, that is the ultimate goal mm-hmm. is you want to create this kind of bond between not yourself and uh, the, the viewer, but between the viewer and the piece of artwork. Mm-hmm. You, want to, you want them to enjoy that and then remember what, they're, what they have gone through fondly. Now, you, you mentioned something that uh, fascinates me. You said you went to Syria. So uh, I think this is a, a, another important point for people to understand is that the combat artists, you're not just you know, sitting in a room someplace. You are, you're out there. You're soldiers, experienced soldiers who are being sent to you know, different areas, combat areas or, or, or else. So you said you went to Syria. Is there any place else that you've deployed in your tenure as the combat artist in residence? Um, unfortunately, COVID had, uh, put a... Put a tamper on my uh, <laughs> on my uh, deployments there because um, I was I was set to actually deploy to Afghanistan, but then the stop moved to um, for COVID hit, mm. and I wasn't able to kick it back up in time. Oh wow! So I mean, it's it's kind of tough, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I I managed to get my way into to OIR and mm-hmm. uh, document some of the uh, activities over there, which were absolutely substantial. I was over there with the introduction of the Bradleys into Syria, which was oh, wow. a major event during that timeline. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the pieces that I'm working on right now. It's very, very interesting. Wow. Now, again, you mentioned, you know, COVID came in cause you, you got into this position in 2019 shortly thereafter we're in COVID, but, um, You've done some really impressive pieces that document the army during COVID. Can you can you talk about those? Absolutely. So one of the pieces I created um, for my uh, COVID series is the blessing of the hands, mm. and uh, we'll take a step back. So obviously, when COVID came around, we realized that it was going to be a major event. Mm-hmm. And we started trying to figure out what was going to be the best way to actually kind of communicate um, what is going on because it's a silent enemy. Mm-hmm. There's no visual representation of like what this uh, event actually was. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of tough um, trying to actually piece that together. So one of the things that I saw was um, there's a lot of medical stuff going on, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I saw was that there was a event happening right at the beginning of COVID and it was called nurses week. And so during nurses week, all the uh, respective chaplains go around and they bless the hands of the nurses and doctors um, during that time frame. And what struck me was the removal of the intimacy of the event because of all the COVID restrictions that applied. Oh, okay. Hmm. So I started thinking about that and I started trying to figure out how to communicate COVID. And it struck me that all the protective measures were what caused that to, to, uh, to strike you as a, as a COVID related piece, because now you're dealing with masks and gloves and non-physical contact between two people. Mm -hmm. Um, Normally when you like bless someone, it's, it's, 
dipping a finger in holy water and then actually putting that on the individual. Mm -hmm. And instead, now it's uh, a Q-tip with uh, gloved hands and everybody's masked and double layers of protection and things like that. So trying to put that into a painting to actually convey that that's actually during COVID. And I've seen these pieces and um, I, it's very impressive. And, and again, you, you capture that moment. You, you see the, the fact that it's, it's not just people in medical gear, but it's people taking extra precautions. I think um, it, it really does a great job in capturing the moment and telling the army story during COVID. Um, but let, let's take a, um, um, a look back a little bit. Um, you're the current Army artist in residence, um, but uh, tell me a little bit more about the history of this program. How long has it been around, and why was it created? So the Army artist in residence uh, position has been created since 1991, mm. but the Army combat art program has been around since World War One. Okay. And in various forms, it has been around and changed significantly since then. Mm-hmm. Um, it has gone away a couple of times and we've brought it back, thankfully, mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a much needed, uh, part of the army mm-hmm. and, and of history. Yeah. And, and, um, the changes in technology, I, I think have also changed the, the, the approach, but, um, but I know what, like back in world war one, the army hired, I don't, I don't know how many artists and sent them out there to combat. And we've got some great artwork from world war one forward. Absolutely. So they 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 commissioned a bunch of artists to go out during World War One and uh, produce a bunch of artwork, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Mm. And they started to do the same thing in World War Two, mm. and then they, I think they ran out of funds. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so they uh, then they started requesting civilian positions, and uh, Time Magazine sent out a lot of different uh, artists to document that. Mm-hmm. And luckily for us, we acquired the um, Time Magazine collection, yes, which has some of the best artwork I have ever seen, mm. um, especially Tom Lee. I absolutely love those paintings. Oh wow! And um, and then, but even before World War One, there the Army has commissioned artists to to do things on occasion. But then there were just civilians and soldiers who created their own artwork, and so a lot of that artwork is in the Army art collection now. Um, from really the revolution up, up until modern day. Um, so um, it's, it's, it's really fascinating to see these. And, and um, so um, how important is this program to the Army today? I believe this uh, program is extremely important because I think we can capture a different side of the, the history that it seems to kind of get lost in the weeds. Mm. Um, photography only goes so far, and it, o- it only seems to last in people's memories for a certain amount of time. Uh, people, people relate to and memorize a, a piece of fine artwork for a lot longer, and it sticks with them, especially very potent ones, mm-hmm. like some of the wolf paintings from World War I or the Tom Lee paintings from yeah. World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones that strikes me is Elsie Golden's from uh, Afghanistan, early Afghanistan, mm-hmm. the hunt from the hunt for Bin Laden, mm-hmm. especially. Oh wow! Yeah, you mentioned the wolf paintings in World War One. I. I think it's my favorite uh, painting so far in the Army art collections: uh, the gas attack, where they're running through the trenches, putting on the gas masks, and you see the explosions. It's it's a captivating um, 
uh, picture that, to me, tells the entire story of World War One. Well, the soldiers' experience in World War One, it just, the way the way it captures the soldiers' life and and what they were going through, it's it's just incredible. Um, so now let, let's talk a little bit more about the the current program. You've been the Army artist now three years. You're going starting your fourth year. Um, how well, how long do artists serve in these positions? So the Army artist position is a three-year um, stint with a possible extension of four, which I was approved for, um, which leads me to talk about the next thing. Replacing me as the next Army artist. Right. So let's talk about that. So um, as you start looking for the next artist, um, first of all, who is eligible in the Army and what skills are you specifically looking for? So right now we're looking for soldiers in the E6 to E8 positions um, that are deployable and have talent in fine art. Hmm. Um, those are the main criteria that we're looking for. I, originally, the position was created for the 25 Mike field, and we have recently opened it up to all positions mm-hmm. so that we have a bigger talent pool. And then the 25 Mike is what? That's Combat Illustrator, is it? That is the Multimedia Illustrator. Multimedia all right, but now it's open to any MOS. Yes, sir. Because you, you've really seen that there's soldiers who, who could be an infantry uh, soldier or or medic or or whatever, but they have the talent, the skills that that you're really looking for. Absolutely, there's there's a lot of people out there that can do a lot of different things outside of their normal duty position, and we want to find those people. Where I'm working pretty hard at trying to expand the uh, art community within the army right now. I'm working small and trying mm-hmm. to build it bigger as we go along. And right. hopefully the, my replacement will be on board to doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, so what do they have to do to apply? Like, do they have to submit um, pieces of art or what type of art are you looking for? What's the process? So we're going to have everyone submit a portfolio and there's going to be uh, other different um, criteria that they're going to have to submit as well, mm. uh, such as uh, letters of recommendation, their SRB, some more admin paperwork and stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the portfolio is a big one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not a whole lot of people are going to have art that is related to the Army, um, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Really, what we're looking for is uh, talent, skill, and vision. Mm-hmm. And uh, passion is the big one. Passion's always the big one. Right. And people mistake um, uh, passion for a lot of different things, especially when it comes to art. Mm-hmm. But passion is the ability to want to grow and learn. Mm-hmm. And the minute you start having that type of passion, the more you want to grow and learn, and the better you'll get. And that's all we're really kind of looking for. Yeah, great. So, I mean, if anybody is listening to this that has a passion for art or knows someone who does, they need to start looking uh, – looking into this program because uh, we'll be hiring over the course of what uh, sometime in 2023. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, so we'll be putting those timelines and that criteria out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're working on it as we speak. We're going to finalize it and then push it out Check. as soon as we can. And that'll get pushed out army wide, or they could always come to our website at history.army.mil to see what that is. We have a whole uh, a web page dedicated to the army artist or the combat art and the Army artist 
in residence. Now, you did mention something I would like to expand on is uh, you're doing some work right now to um, expand the interest of Army art within the Army and um, something about interns. Can, can you talk about that? Yes, sir. So I'm working on an internship program to expand the, the art program within the Army. Um, so I have uh, multiple different things that I'm trying to accomplish with that. But the main thing is to get artists that are passionate about it and want to learn and want to progress. And I want to bring them in and uh, teach them more about it and um, expand the art community. And then that way they can take their, their increased skill sets back out to the field. And then eventually when they when they start hitting that higher level position, they can vie for this position. Right, yeah, so develop more of an interest and, and an awareness about the Army Artist in Residence program and um, have more people competing <laughs> for, for the program as, as well. And who would be able to apply for those internships? Is it any MOS or is, it, is that still limited to a specific MOS? Well, right now I'm, looking, I'm working with specific units um, just because of the way that we have to fund it and everything else I had. Eventually my plan would be to get it um, army-wide and MOS um, mm -hmm. irrelevant. Great. But that's going to take some time. Yeah, no, uh, that's fine. But uh, it's 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 getting the word out, and I think you're doing a great job of, of doing that. And um, I hope people will will look for this um, late 2022 and into early uh, 2023. So, how can people actually get to see some of your artwork and and the artwork of other combat artists? Uh, so right now we have a uh, we primarily go through the Center of Military History's uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram combat art page, mm -hmm. and um, we have uh, stuff all over the. Yeah, there, there's links on the website too, as, as I mentioned, on the combat art program and in museums uh, around the country, um, Army museums, and I, I know sometimes we do. Um, have um, lending programs with other civilian museums that, that want to see and, and use our art in their own exhibits. So it can be seen in a lot of places. Um, but definitely, uh, if people are interested, they can check out our website, history.army.mil, or our social media programs on Facebook and Instagram, and also on Twitter. And we do highlight on our social media every Friday, at a minimum, uh, we call it Army Art Friday. So people can go and see some of our army art, but um, but we also scatter the art throughout uh, throughout the week as well. So good, lot, lots of places to see it. So um, Sergeant Loader, anything else that you want to add that we didn't cover? I'm trying to think. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty much covered everything else, I, I think. But um, all right, so let's uh, let's get straight into the Hua trivia. So it's. Um, it's this little segment that we want to just uh, talk a little bit about some trivia about the topic at hand. So do you have something that you want to, um, you want to highlight? I do. So one of the things is there has only been eight Army artists since the artist-in-residence position was established oh, wow. in 1991. Wow. Which is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. It's a, yeah. So it shows you how much of a prominent position it is and how, uh, how valuable it is kind of to, to touch on something we talked about before and they've all deployed, right? They've all gone a lot of different places. So w w what are some of the most uh, um, interesting places have, that these eight combat artists, including yourself have deployed to? I believe we've covered every major war 
mm-hmm. um, that we've uh, deployed to. Mm-hmm. We've covered um, Desert Desert Storm, Desert Shield, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, those are the major ones. We've right. got 20 years of Afghanistan back there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, I've seen some artwork from Kosovo, um, Bosnia. Um, oh, yeah, since way before we've mm-hmm. we've. We had teams of we had teams of army artists out in Vietnam. Oh right, yeah. Which produced a substantial amount of artwork, and some of it's absolutely amazing. But the but the artists also get to travel with um, um, to, to to other places, not necessarily just combat, but um, all over. I know some artists have gone visited um, since the army artist in residence program started. Uh, Korea, Europe, Central America. Um, throughout the United States, just capturing, as you said before, those those stories, those soldier stories. Oh, absolutely. Documenting them. Uh, my predecessor, uh, Master Sergeant Munoz, soon to be Sergeant Major Munoz, mm-hmm. um, wow. documented uh, I, Southeast Asia, and then also he documented the uh, Wounded Warrior Games. Oh yes, yeah, those are some great images and. Uh, I know each um, each year we we do highlight those on on our social media. So, well, great. Well, good. Well, thank you so much, Sergeant Loader. I appreciate you coming in today, and for your discussion and insights about uh, uh, the Army Art Program and specifically the Army Artist in Residence Program. And if anyone wants to learn more about the Army Artist Program, or or about the Army Art Collection and Army History. Please explore our website at history.army.mil. And if you want to experience Army history every day, then visit our social media sites on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please join us every week on this podcast for more in-depth discussions about Army history as we cover topics from all eras of the U.S. Army, examining battles, soldier experiences, equipment, weapons, and tactics. Thanks for joining us today on the United States Army History and Heritage Podcast. For the Center of Military History, I'm Lee Reynolds. And until next time, we're history. The views expressed in this podcast reflect those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views, policies, or opinions of the U.S. Army or Department of Defense. For more information about the Army's proud history and heritage, go to history.army.mil.com.